0: Nice snap. Rip. Keeps it himself. Goldman McGriff is headed to the sideline. Can he get to the first down? He stays in bounds. Heads up field. Gets a block. Can you catch him? He tripped. Stays on his feet and he's down inside the five.
1: Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast number 18. We had a busy week as the school started last week. Blake, you had a busy week in school, at uh, college, had a couple projects already going on that I think a lot of the Tiger fans had the opportunity to appreciate a little bit. So before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back.
2: Hey there, I'm Joey Poliai, third generation owner of Poliai's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, Everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our PAX Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave. between Maine and Broad Street.
1: All right, thank you for that special note from Polyeyes Pizza. We always look forward to... Ice Pizza on our podcast and don't forget we also have a new sponsor this week and for the rest of the season. uh, Grinnell Mutual has jumped on board to sponsor our podcast also. So let's uh, before Blake I know that you're just boiling over with statistical information over there about District 7 football. Let's take a, a quick minute to talk about what went on last week. It was the First week of school, not technically, the first week of school. school, First full week. First full week of school started. Um, But to go along with that, volleyball started. uh, Swim team had their first start out there. So on Thursday night, I believe, was the first swimming meet hosted over here at the uh, Bear Complex, the Grinnell College. Um, Of the teams that participated, uh, Grinnell and Grinnell is a mixed swimming team so this would be the the girls team. Uh, It is made up of the girls from Grinnell and BGM and same as in the boys it's uh, Grinnell and BGM. They took on, it was kind of a I guess a a triangle, maybe a a quad, Uh, Williamsburg and then a team that's comprised of Newton, Conrad, Monroe, and Pella that's interesting. Con- yep. Conrad being way uh, up north. You're, no, you're right. And Des Moines Roosevelt uh, going into the swim meet. I think Des Moines Roosevelt was the powerhouse yeah, team that I, came into it. I was there. It was uh, It was all Roosevelt. Yeah, you had the opportunity. Overall, the, the South, or not South, Tamma Grinnell got a fourth place on that uh, meet. So, again, first time out of the, the shoot. They had quite a few injuries at went on through the event that stretched it out to about 10:30 uh before the meet got over uh, also over here at the high school uh, the volleyball team hosted their first uh, volleyball match that was against south tema ended up the night winning three to two um, quite a few leaders coming back out of the uh, volleyball team out of the what were juniors they are now seniors and juniors and sophomores playing on that team and then the last event was just happened this past Saturday. There was a tournament that took place over here at the high school. And I don't quite understand volleyball, and, and I'm going to have the opportunity, maybe we could get Marsha Schultz in on a podcast to sit down and, and understand a little bit better. But it, it, just the thing that I get from the, the VNN schedule, it says that it was a uh, they won two and they lost two. Uh, So maybe that's how it's it's all calculated when you have a like a a meet or a tournament like that. And again, I'd like to get with Marcia Schultz, uh, have her set up on my email. I'll be sending something out to her and see if we can't get in and have a podcast with her, Uh, the, the girl swim coach, the boy swim coach Travis Smith, and then we also have set up for a podcast we'd like to sit down with uh, Levi Dressler and talk a little bit about what the marching band season is coming up. Yeah. So th- those are some of our podcasts. Uh, plus, we'd also get back with uh, Brian Souser and, and love to have him back in sometime during the football season also. Okay, so that is a recap of last week's. This week will be a lot more things going on. I know the cross country hits the road. Uh, plus there's volleyball matches, another swim, two swim, two swim meet, boys and girls are swimming, uh, plus ninth grade boys are getting to play uh, football. Uh, we will hold the, the results of the varsity football until we get done here in a little bit. So, Blake, let's talk a little bit about, let's let's talk about the Grinnell Tigers. Yeah, first. I was going
0: to say, so we'll jump right to Grinnell on Friday night. Uh, well, first of all, Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who watched the recap video that I put out on Facebook and I put out on my Twitter. Um, A lot of people seem to like that, and I I really appreciate that. Uh, It was new. I had never done it before. Um, I really wanted to try something like that, and uh, something like WHO does. You know, WHO doesn't get to come to all these games and such, and uh, I was uh, really happy to see how the video turned out. Um, I can still fix a few things voiceover-wise, and you know, speaking point wise, but I appreciate everyone for watching and I'm going to try to do it the rest of the year. I'll probably, I didn't say I'd go to all the road games, but I think I kind of have to now, but try to get all of them done. Um, because you know, if you don't come to the game, you still want to be able to see what happened. And even when we don't broadcast road games, we can still do so.
1: Right. And you know, to go along with those road games. The, the footage will be a Blake down on the field and we also take some still shots and pictures or or Blake does all that. Um, uh, with the home games a lot of our footage would be up in the, the press box getting shots from uh, however however, excuse me, if you know we ever had anyone that was interested in, in running one of our video cameras down on the sidelines, uh, we would love to have that uh, person come forward and it's you know, it's just kind of the, the steady ham. We we have another tripod that we could set you up and if you wanna be down there and get those views and those shots as they come. You know, it's basically running a lot of camera, and then you delete the ones that are, that are not right. good after well, that.
0: Well, we usually go back and check, but yeah. Um, so anyway, Grinnell did go to Mid-Prairie Wellman to take on the Mid-Prairie Wellman uh, Hawks. That was a 2A uh, school, Mid-Prairie is, and Grinnell got the win. 47-20 to 20 was the official uh, final score. Um, taking a look at stats-wise, or kind of the as the game went on, it wasn't great to start. Grinnell fumbled on the opening kickoff, and uh, I assume right when that happened, a lot of Grinnell fans really thought, "Oh gosh, please don't let this be the the start of whatever this season's gonna be." It was not. Uh, Mid Prairie did end up scoring off that drive because they were only 15 yards out, but Grinnell immediately turned around, went downfield, got a score. Uh, three interceptions all night, which from the defense, which from a defense that only forced four interceptions all last year. Uh, I'd say that's a really good stat, considering what was going on. Mid Prairie switched uh, quarterbacks midway through the third quarter, or something, because they didn't like what they were seeing. Um, so Brad Tornell got benched. Um, uh, he had a nice throw to I think it was Keegan Ginrich in the second quarter to put Mid Prairie Wellman up 14 to 7. And you know, people go back and they'll say errors, a few errors last night or on Friday night were what cost Grinnell in the beginning it was the errors that they didn't really mean much. Uh, like that long touchdown pass for Mid-Prairie, just, it's a thing of just trying to block the ball, and you just miss the ball, and the guy's gone. I mean, it just it happens in football. But um, the offense looked great. We'll get to a little bit there, but we'll start with our freshman quarterback, Dallas Souser. From watching the game from the sidelines, I thought eh, he probably had around 100 yards, somewhere around there. You know, still has some work to do. In his debut, he threw for 17 completions on 31 pass attempts, a 54% completion percentage, 238 yards, no interceptions, and two touchdowns. His longest touchdown was 37 yards to Kyle Dillon. That is a QBR rating of 140. That is a pretty good start.
1: Yeah, that's a, you know, for a freshman, which I think the week before uh dallas had the opportunity to go out and and put his put his mind into the game against iowa city high and i think that that took all the nerves out of everything to have uh you know a, a little bit bigger school like that go against and 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 they did well you know on the flip side Iowa city high is 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 in kind of a down dire straits and trying to rebuild also but i i think from a freshman's point of view Uh, that line was phenomenal. Uh, As we went back and we reviewed video, I mean, uh, he did get crushed once. Yeah. But I think that his line stood back up and said, that's not going to happen again. And uh, they did a very good job uh, in in coming over. And adversity was a big thing. Uh, The center position is, is working itself out and, I think it's going to be good for him. I mean, um, as a freshman, there, there's there's no one can have a better game than what that was.
0: Right, right. On the receiving end, Owen Kaufman, the junior, had five receptions for 76 yards. Kyle Dillon had one reception for 38 yards. It was his touchdown pass. Mateus Stirr had one reception. It was also a touchdown. Uh, Wyatt Hunter had 36 yards. Cole G- McGriff had 24. Alex Smith had 20 and AJ Wilkins had 26. Speaking of Wyatt Hunter, he was the talk of the town on Saturday morning. Wyatt Hunter finished with 31 rushing attempts, 254 yards, he averaged 8.2 yards per carry, four TDs, his longest touchdown was 53 yards. We talk about the O-line play, it was pretty apparent in the huddle highlights and everything else. It just seems like the C's parted every time he took the line. Now, not to discredit Wyatt, he's an absolutely phenomenal runner, and we got glimpses of that at the end of last season. But man, I think we have a really good running back on our hands.
1: Well, I think Wyatt does a good job of finding the seam, and if the seam's not there, dogging right, dogging right, or dogging and left, and finding the hole and making it bigger. And that's what makes a, a good running back, a better running back, to be a great running back. And, you know, I don't I don't want to throw anyone's hopes up and say that great running back right off the the top, but he, he did a very good job. And, you know, needless to say, there was also, I can't remember what it was a 35 or 45 yard touchdown that was called back. Yeah. So, you know, so there's, there's another one you could add to list. Granted, we don't talk about all the ones that you get called back because I think it was coach Souser would probably agree with this. Anytime we have a touchdown gets called back. That's a mental mistake or a mental breakdown that just lost yards But you look at that statistic. He would have been over 290 close to 300 yards rushing for his first game out his junior year And you know the other ones I know Cole McGriff went in a couple times and played the wildcat position Yeah, uh, he, he had plus yardage, but then got uh, tagged a couple times back um,
0: He did score he scored on the Wildcat. He fumbled the ball, got a lucky bounce, picked it right up, trotted in. That was a good touchdown. And back to Wyatt, the trust from Souser was incredible. There was only like 10 seconds left in the half. Grinnell, you know, with Kyle Dillon as a kicker, he can kick pretty well. So everyone in the stands is thinking, all right, they're going for a field goal. It's like at the 47-yard line. 10 seconds left, they run it, and everyone's like, even my, in my mind, I'm like, all right, Wyatt, just get down, just get down. He just stayed on his feet. I mean, he was not going to go down. He had the lane, and he had the blocks, and he took it all the way, and Grinnell goes up 21-14 to 14 at halftime. So, in the air, he was also really good. We had the screen play that had a nice little chunk of yardage, you probably could have scored off that. I mean, I think he's one of the best runners we've had since the Jake Simon, you know, era, when Jake would run so well. Um, it's just going to be the key that we keep him healthy, and we got to keep him, you know, ready and raring to go whenever we need it.
1: Right. And then uh – also, a couple, some kick-ins there from a couple of sophomores, Cole Johnson and Josh Osborne. Uh, they put some f- time on the field. Uh, Cole, I know, had a, a a nice couple carries out of that, and uh, but it's nice to see those sophomores tagging on too. You know, last year we talked about the sophomore, sophomores that are participating, that are making an influence. So, it, you know, granted, a couple of those were in the last quarter, but Still, the fact is that they got in there and they still moved the ball. Uh, as we went down through the receiving, you talked about the uh, receiving yards there. Uh, Cole McGriff, you know, he caught three, three catches. And uh, with Owen's five catches, Owen is a good go-to person because you can't miss him. Ugh. You know, and the opposite of what we had last year with uh, the quarterback being so tall, Dallas needs to have that opportunity. He's a little bit shorter. He is growing, but he's a little bit shorter and needs that taller person to stick a hand up. And I think Owen may be a good go to person or a comeback person just because he could get that big paw on it and catch the ball.
0: Move on to defense. It was a really good defensive night. Uh, Mateus Durer and Logan Estelle led the team in tackles with both six, four, or, or total tackles, tackles for loss. Uh, Mateus Durr had one, Eli Rose had one, and Dodge had one. Uh, Sacks, Kyle Dillon had one, Preston Dodd, the senior, had two, and Trey Goldman had one. Don't forget Blake Wilson, the sophomore, also had one. Uh, Eli Rose came in with the sack assist, Preston Dodd had a sack assist. So the D-line was getting pretty heavy, and I think, surprisingly, the D-line was able to disrupt the quarterback quite a bit. And then interception-wise, Owen Kaufman, Parker Johnson, And A.J. Wilkins all got interceptions. Owen was able to read uh, one of Torno's bad throws running to his right. Parker Johnson caught a duck in the air. And A.J. Wilkins caught up a jump ball um, to kind of make up for that error in the beginning. Uh, No one fumbled the ball for either team, so that really wasn't a problem. Kyle Dillon, the junior, 83% field goal percentage. He kicked six of them. He made five of them. we're not counting the ones that were blocked. There was a little bit of a problem snapping, but the ones that actually were kicked off of his leg, uh, I think Grinnell has a pretty reliable kicker.
1: Yeah, I think Kyle does a, a good job at that position. Uh, definitely, you know, as I look out our back window, he spends quite a bit of time over there kicking, and uh, I know that he, he works a, a little bit with uh, a past uh, field goal kicker that quite a few of us know that's done really well into itself, even playing a little time into the Barnstormers. So I, I think Kyle's just going to do everything he can just to achieve and get better at that position, and, and I think he'll do a good job at it.
0: All right, so that's going to wrap it up talking about Grinnell. We'll just talk about quickly their next opponent. They will play North Polk Friday at 7.30 uh, Central Time at TT Cranning Field. North Polk coming off a loss to Nevada, Grinnell favored by 18 points in that ball game. You know, he said that they were going to go unbeaten in non-conference play, and I was like, I don't know about that. But, man, taking a look at their opponents, Grinnell looks good, and they actually lead 3A-7 in almost every category based off that. And based off how North Polk treated Grinnell last year, I don't think Grinnell's going to go away lightly against that All team. Right.
1: Well, I tell you what, I was, I was really impressed with the poise of how they started out in that first quarter. Uh, They kept their heads. They didn't get shook up. And then they just came right back and went to business. And, you know, basically from the second quarter on, you could see and you could hear uh, what was going on on that field. And you could see the difference of that they just get composure, get back to playing football. That's that's what we're here for. We're playing football, and everybody knows what's going on. So, okay, let's uh, let's take a, a minute. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back.
2: Hey there, I'm Joey Paulyai, third generation owner of Paulyai's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you? Everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pags Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit Paulyai's or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Paulyai's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave. between Maine and Broad Street.
1: All right, moving on into this District 7 for the 3A schedule here. How do the rest of the teams do for us?
0: All right, we're going to head down to Knoxville. Knoxville, the Panthers took on Fairfield, who turned out to be a pretty good team last year. This game was kind of up in the air. It was kind of a coin toss. Uh, it was very ugly, to say the least. Uh, Knoxville won against the Fairfield Trojans 16-9, to if that tells you anything about that game. Uh, Kieran Nichols, the junior, played quarterback. He had seven pass attempts for six completions, so we know where Knoxville's head is at when it comes to offense. He had one interception, no touchdowns. Rushing was where it came from. Lanebach, the senior, 51 yards. Carter Bailey, the senior, 37 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Kieran Nichols, the junior quarterback, ran for 16 times, 12 yards, no touchdowns. And then Brady Pearson, the junior, Six rushes for 49 yards, one touchdown. So Knoxville sticking with their roots with two touchdowns on the ground. Um, You know, defensive-wise, their best player, Lane Bach, on both sides of the field. The senior obviously had a big game against Grinnell last year. He was a lot of fun to watch. Knoxville also came away with two interceptions. So in terms of Knoxville's playing, not a bad game, not a bad win. But on the ugly side, their offense is going to need some work.
1: Right. You Especially
0: know, in this district.
1: When I, when I look down through their stats, and it seems like, I guess, for us looking forward to playing Knoxville and playing Fairfield, when you see Knoxville have not a great night, but, you know, one, two, three, three, four sacks that they uh, took out Fairfield for. So the Fairfield, you know, line must have lost quite a bit from what they had last right. year. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Knoxville didn't lose a whole lot, you know. Oh, you look no. at look at the seniors that are playing for them, and uh, you know the ability to pick off a couple of interceptions, so that's good for them, and uh, a fumble recovery. So, you know they they were doing a lot of good things, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a good game coming up in the future. Uh, but not to not to look over anything. I, I think our Grinnell Tigers are are playing in strides that could match everything oh, and, yeah. and play yeah. better. So I let's let's move on to the next one and see what else was going on. Looks like
0: yeah, Knoxville plays Sadel by the way this upcoming week. Uh, yes, moving on to the next team. We're going to Oskaloosa. How about that? Oskaloosa gets a big 29 to 22 win. They avenged their loss last year against Pella Christian. Now is Pella Christian the same team they were last year? According to some, not. Oscaloosa coming into the game had quarterback troubles, and it—I uh, mean it's pretty interesting. Uh, the senior, Tyler Miller, one completion for two pass attempts, 42 yards, and one interception. You wonder if he was yanked just right after that happened. Yeah. William Schultz, though, got the bulk. 11 completions, 22 passing attempts, 157 yards, one interception, and one touchdown. So I'm going to assume William Schultz, the sophomore, is going to be who Oskaloosa is looking to go with. On the ground it was William Schultz again. So it looks like Oskaloosa, William Schultz had uh, 112 yards for one touchdown. Tyler Miller, the senior. I mean, does it look like they have two (laughs) two quarterback slash running back duos right here that may maybe going with?
1: Well, you know, if I remember, I'm trying to think of Oscaloosa's they they ran kind of an option. So when you run a quarterback that much and and push and pull that, you know, sometimes they do switch out out quite a bit. So – it looks like uh, Miller had some pretty good opportunities on the ground uh, with rush attempts of 12, but, you know, opposing to his uh, two pass attempts, that game was a teeter-totter back-and-forth game. Yeah, you kept up uh, with it, didn't you? You know, the score was up, and then they were down. They were up, and then they are down. And uh, I really, you know, I can't think that they possibly would have pulled somebody, but maybe more of the fact that they're running a two-quarterback yeah, yeah, system. that's true. With the option and just seeing what's going on,
0: their defensive line just to bring it up only had one sack, which based off of Oskaloosa defense last year uh that's that's definitely really interesting so Oskaloosa wins over pelo christian twenty nine to twenty two they will take on Washington next or this weekend that's on the road uh moving on to the next team, the Pella Dutch. I think there's a lot of questions around Pella this year, like I didn't want to think about it, but I'm telling you this Pella team is not like recent ones, and I don't think it's for a good thing. They beat Dallas Center Grimes 14 to nothing. And if you know anything about Dallas Center Grimes, you shouldn't have beaten Dallas Center Grimes 14 to nothing unless Dallas Center Grimes just completely changed. Quarterback play, my goodness, was really, really rough. Aaron Downs, the junior, threw for 18 yards on six pass attempts. Ryan Mace, the junior, threw for six completions on 12 pass attempts for 40 yards. He did have a touchdown. Aaron Downs, though, they're running back, 112 yards, one touchdown. But his longest was only a one-yard touchdown. Right. I mean, you look at their defense, I'm telling you what, this team doesn't look like a team based off this first game.
1: No, there, there isn't. And there's a lot of, you know, I, I look at the the names, there's a lot of names that they're, I've never really, they're there, yeah. but I'm not seeing like some of the big names that I should be seeing. So I don't know if – if they, in turn, had a little bit of a, a change in heart of how their their sports are going, more people playing staking to basketball versus playing dual three sports. Their, or... their
0: highest total tackle margin on defense was five and a half by Nick DeYoung, the junior. Right. I mean, that. I mean they only have one sack. They do have three interceptions. I'll give them that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So Pella Pella wins over Dallas Center Grimes. I think we'll just leave it at that because I'm not going to judge them off week one, but I can tell you right now when I get to the rankings uh, here in a little bit, they play Mount Pleasant and Norwalk back-to-back weeks. Oh, gosh, I'd be a little bit worried. Which,
1: um, which Norwalk had a, a fairly decent game. back-to-back game yeah. with uh, Indianola, so that will yeah. be interesting how that shakes out. Yeah. It, it is in Pella, but so did Dallas Center Grimes come to Pella. Now, a little bit of a – Oddity is the score. It says fourteen nothing, but mm-hmm.
0: on so on it was. There's a lot of confusion on WHO. It said Pella lost ten to seven. You told me they won fourteen to six. Six
1: with like a thirty-two second. There was touchdown. like
0: scores everywhere, but officially, Pella beat Dallas Intergrimes fourteen to nothing. That was going off their Twitter, so. Again, whatever you see on WHO high school sports the next morning, don't trust that. I mean, you can, but most of the time it might be a little interesting. In my opinion, the team next that we're going to talk about, the Newton Cardinals, this is an interesting team. Uh, Everybody in the state, statistic-wise, thinks that Newton's the next best team because they lost to PCM, the number one ranked team in 2A. They only lost by one point in overtime at home, they get Boone and tumble and Waterloo East, who are not really good opponents. But taking a look at this game, I mean, Newton didn't play bad. And no. uh, they also, Dylan Farver, the senior running back, he ran for four touchdowns. But get this, they were all inside the five, and it was only 32 yards.
1: Yeah, but you look at look at the the passing. You know, the quarterback, he only threw 13 passes, but he passed 61%, almost 62% completion. 115 yards
0: to so three different receivers. Yeah,
1: three different receivers. So, you know, it it's it'll be interesting. They they obviously they ran the ball 24, <laughs> put the ball on the ground 48 <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. So you know they which is what they did last year. Yeah, that tells you where their their strength is going to be. Uh, with no no long runs, like you said, the the longest run was a uh, a 30. Oh he had thirty two yards so yeah, six six point seven yeah, average yeah. on the carry now granted some of those could have been a little bit longer, but passing wise again, you know fifteen yard catch eighteen yard catch uh, it all turns into you know big things and and depends on how you could chase that down and and play that defense. I was impressed with the way that Grinnell covered the pass uh for the mid prairie game, so i it gives me a little bit of Hope, you know, you said you had the, the one that had a bobble pass and mm-hmm. yeah. kind of oddball, but the, the correction of that was uh, turned right around. Defensively for Newton, they did not. They, I guess they had one, one sack. They had one sack. One sack and two two tackles for loss. So, you know, those are, are three, uh, three, four tackles for losses. So it's, it's it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm telling you right now,
0: out. based off of everything we've seen. I mean, granted, Mid Prairie Wellman a 2A team, but they're not a terrible 2A team. Grinnell has led in everything. I mean, it's just something it's something worth noting for. But anyway, uh, Newton loses to PCM, the former 2A champs, 29 to 28 in overtime. Tough loss for Newton. They go to Boone next week, which should be a pretty easy game based off of how Boone's performing. Last team we're going to the South Tama boys football team. And uh yeah, it wasn't it was a night to forget for South Tama. They went to Benton Community High School to take on the eighth ranked Benton Bobcats, who were eighth ranked in two A. Um Yeah. Not not really a great night. Uh Braden Smith the junior. Three completions for thirteen passing attempts, thirty-six yards, one interception. Peyton Vest. I mean the man's got to have somewhat of an o line. he ran twenty times for thirty seven yards in one touchdown uh they only threw to two different wide receivers and defensively no one had a sack. but how about the senior Aaron neve nine tackles That's the most we've seen out of anyone in three a for a single player, so I mean maybe they're figuring something out on the uh defensive end for yeah some.
1: and you know they're they're a fairly young team when you sit and look oh, down yeah. through. Uh, the defense comprised of only one, two, three, four seniors; the rest are juniors. So you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out for the South Tampa Trojans. Um, punter, they got a heck of a punter. You know, forty-three long. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a plus uh, right there. So you know, getting them out of the hole when they need to get out of the hole. But you know, we watched. I watched Peyton Vest run two different games last year. and, you know. He, he was a good rusher. He's a talented and, rusher. You know, he gets the right holes out there, and especially when people get tired, they still run him to the end. But that will be interesting to see how that shakes out for South Tama. I think they do have a, a couple. I think they got one win in them. We'll see <laughs> I think how they can that pull shakes out somewhere in there. But, you know, you just never know. All
0: right. They play Indiana, Independence next week. So, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to take a look at the top ten rankings in 3A uh, – I put the first preseason rankings out on uh, um, my Twitter account, uh, so if you want to look at those, you can. I also put these week one rankings. Um, so, Lewis Central is now the leader in 3A. Uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier uh, won, but, uh, you know, they, they didn't win by enough, I guess. So, Lewis Central is number one, Cedar Rapids Xavier number two. Eldridge North Scott jumps to number three after being number four. Western Dubuque jumps from or drops from three to fourth. Solon. If you remember, shout-out to uh, former science teacher Brian Woods of Grinnell High School. He's now coaching on that Solon football team, so shout-out to him. They are fifth. Sergeant Bluff Lutton played Cedar Rapids, or, uh, yeah, um, played Lewis Central, excuse me, and they lost, but they only fell one in the rankings because it was a good loss. So we'll give Sergeant Bluff Lutton the sixth-place spot. Norwalk, after an impressive win over, over Indianola, jumps to seventh. Mount Pleasant jumps to 8th. They weren't in the top 10, so Pella's next two opponents are 7th and 8th in the standings. Washington, Oskaloosa's next opponent, is ninth, and Waverly-Shellrock stayed at 10th position. Listen to these notables. Newton jumped from 32nd to 11th in the standings. After their loss to PCM, Pella drops from seventh or 8th to 12th after their win against Dallas Undergrimes. So... That's your wrap-up of the top 10 standings in 3A. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a really good football season. I think we had a pretty good episode talking about all Tiger sports and talking about the district sports. Um, I guess happy Labor Day to everyone. It's been a pretty good Labor Day, a good off week, and uh, I, we are definitely excited to start Friday
1: night. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Friday night football. So Friday night football, for everyone who has not tuned in before, this is how it works. On Friday midday, we're going to put out a uh, Twitter feed and it'll also go out on Facebook and, and it'll also be posted on our tigerslsn.com website that will have the game of the week that is going to be live streamed. Um, Blake and I will usually come on the air about 10 minutes prior to. Uh, we're, we're looking at other avenues of doing some exciting things prior to or leading up to it. Uh, so hopefully we'll have the opportunity to get down and maybe do some uh, coach interviews, maybe even talk a little bit with the the players. I don't know how far that will go, but maybe this week we'll get out and talk with some players and have some of those pre-interviews to throw out there in our pre-game show as we go. Uh, but like I said, look look forward for those. Again, our, our Twitter feed is at Tigers Live Our Facebook. Just look up uh, Tiger Livestream Group. We're on there. And then uh, – Blake's is, uh,
0: uh, what is my Twitter?
1: <laughs> Blake Walker underscore eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, my, Blake underscore Walker eight. Yeah. My, my feed is, uh, uh Dan Tigers live. Uh, so there's the, the many places that you can look us up. If you're following us already to see this podcast on Twitter, you're, you're looking in the right place and we'll, we'll keep updates as you go. Also our Twitter feed, the ball games that we talk about on every Monday, uh... those are also kept up to date uh... Chris Kaufman and all the coaches do a good job of sending those through twitter we usually repost those uh... or retweet them back out so everyone sees what's going on try to catch as many of them as we can on our facebook page too uh... that i don't always keep up as fast as i do twitter It seems to be at at my right hip and uh... between blake and i we're all over it uh... also uh... game day banners so blake always makes a, a game day banner up uh, for the football team. So when a football team posts that, we'll throw that back out as a game day. And then uh, he also does his artistic work on games of the week that are going on in District 7 so we can see what's going on with that also. So hey, look forward to Friday night's ball game. Uh, again, we're, we're going to try to go with the two camera operation. We have our scoreboard in place. Uh, all we might have instant Replay. Instant we're we're replay. just throwing everything uh, out there. Also, I want to give a shout-out to all the sponsors that we have for the ball ballgame. Uh, Grinnell Mutual is going to be sponsoring the scoreboard, uh, all along with uh, sponsorship of the game. Joey Polly I Poly's Pizza, has been a longtime sponsor for the last two years for us. Uh, we also have Marlene Johnson Farm Bureau Insurance, Brett Nickel State Farm Insurance, uh, Ben Latimer out there with ASI Signs, Jeff Finch with West Finch, Auto, And the last one is Skip Low with Bernie Lowe and Associates. So again, thank you all very much for sponsoring uh, the live stream. And that makes it possible to get that back out to you and the equipment and video sources that we have to give it a crisp clear game on that game night. And again, that's archived 100% on our uh, website, which is tigerslsn.com. So join us we look forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions, comments, next week we'll be getting back into the the normal podcast where we start interviewing uh, players, coaches, influences. I, I even have an idea. I'd like to sit down and talk with uh, Mark Copeland and the Gorilla Tiger Football Club to see what they're doing for us out there and what the Tigers are doing on the field. So, again, I'm Dan Walker.
0: Blake Walker.
1: Thank you for joining in, and we'll look forward to seeing you Friday night underneath the lights at T.T. Cranny Field. Have a great day. This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. Any use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.